0: Welcome to the Pivoting Out of Education podcast, where hosts, Drs. Jamie Hoffman and Tom Stutter will share their stories of folks who have left campus-based positions in education and K through 12 to leverage their skills in other contexts. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the average person holds 12 jobs between the ages of 18 and 50. Educators, like Jamie and Tom, often enter their careers thinking they will stay in education forever, perhaps because they're trained to think that way, or perhaps it is hard to see other pathways. Both of your hosts pivoted out of campus-based positions and are loving it. Now they want to give back and support others trying to do the same. Thanks for listening in, and enjoy today's episode of the Pivoting Out of EDU podcast
1: welcome i'm jamie hoffman and i'm tom studdert and we are so excited to welcome you to our introductory episode of pivoting out of edu in this episode we're gonna tell you a little bit about who we are how we know each other then we're gonna give you some background about why we started this podcast what it's all about and then of course we're gonna leave you on a cliffhanger and foreshadow A bit about our guests and the structure of our episodes coming up. So first of all, how do we know each other? So Tom and I go back quite a while. We met in 1998 at California Lutheran University. Tom was a, what was your title there? Assistant resident director?
2: It was area resident coordinator. It was the most ridiculous title ever for somebody in residence life.
1: And I was a, an RA, I might have been a senior RA at that time, I can't recall, but it's so ironic that it was the assessment committee, because that actually ended up being the focus of my, my dissertation. But we met at that time, I don't exactly know what it was that led us to really connecting probably some things that we complained about a little bit together, but also that we were just really both strategy focused and, and actually, you know, got a lot done and we stayed in touch over the years. Tom was actually key. I think you know this, but was pretty key in me ending up going to Arizona State University because as a first generation student, I knew that I wanted to pursue a master's degree, but I had stayed at Cal Lutheran because it was nearby home. And Tom was like, Sun Devils are great. Arizona State's great. And so I applied there and I went there and was a hall director. And at some point in the middle of that, he came back there and we were there at the same time. And actually, Tom, why don't you share a little bit about what you were doing because we worked together for homecoming, but I actually worked more in volunteer for for you.
2: Right, well, when I first came back to ASU, I worked in the admission office and Jamie was in residence life and she was at the residence hall that I was an RA in which had quite a few scholar students, and I was actually the uh, scholar recruiter. We had a little bit of a breakup there because, (laughs) and I don't even remember what the story was there, Jamie, but we had a little bit of a breakup. But then I came and I presented to the Residence Life staff about ASU homecoming because I had transitioned out of admissions into university advancement and athletics. And somehow or another, our eyes met, and it was a realization that we should go get off of our breakup and come back together and work on the homecoming program. And Jamie volunteered to advise our parade team, which was the largest event for homecoming at ASU. And I was really excited to have her come back, not only into my life, but also to assist me with this massive event.
1: That's right. And we have some fun memories from that, including like at one point, I think we thought you might've been arrested because you went into the Memorial Union at ASU to get speakers or something. And I was like, I guess I could leave this without Tom if he's in jail, which was truly probably not at all a risk back then, but it seemed like it in the middle of the night before the parade. But anyway, um, we have stayed in touch ever since. Tom, being a few years ahead of me in his career, you have been a mentor to me in various things over the years. And so I've really benefited from that. But then we also... You know, I've just stayed really good friends and my kids know you as Uncle Tom. And I don't know that we would have predicted back then that we would have both moved out of campus based positions because we, I can confidently say, both crafted our identities partly around being higher ed student affairs professionals. And here we find ourselves, you're not in necessarily education at all, although your role is education-focused, which we'll talk more about in your special hostful episode. And I'm adjacent to higher ed, but neither of us are working in a campus-based position. And that's been a fun thing we share. And actually, that's probably a good time for me to pass it over to you because you're going to share with folks just how we came up with or why we came up with pivoting out of EDU and, and how we got started.
2: Yeah, it is quite ironic that both of us really did identify as higher ed professionals and, and particularly campus-based professionals. I think it was a part of our identity. It was a part of who we were. And it really was something that we saw ourselves becoming vice presidents of student affairs or dean of students someday. And yeah. 10 years ago, nobody would have convinced me that I was going to leave higher education. And you know, as Jamie has said, both of us worked in higher education and I worked primarily in student affairs roles, although I did hold positions in university advancement and athletics, like I said, and I I taught a few undergraduate classes. And Jamie held roles in both student and academic affairs. So combined, we had almost 40 years of experience in higher education and campus-based positions. So again, it seemed really interesting that we might think about leaving a campus-based position because as, as we've said, our identity was really wrapped up in that. But Over the course of the last couple years, since I made the transition out, and I think Jamie has had this experience as well, we've been contacted by several folks in campus-based roles. In fact, it's probably several times a week that I'm contacted by somebody, and primarily in student affairs, although there have been a few folks who have been in uh, higher education roles that are not in student affairs, asking for our advice on, on how do you make the transition out of higher education? How do you move into a corporate role? Whether it's education adjacent or an education type role in a corporation, or just a completely different role outside of sort of the education sphere, and recently Jamie and I were able to visit with one another after several years of being apart.
1: It was a tough, tough, tough visit.
2: Wasn't it, it really was. We we both had the opportunity to uh, go to Hawaii. <laughs> and uh, and you know again socially several... distance
1: approved though Tom like let's because if anybody oh, right. listens we traveled to Hawaii we followed all rules that's it was absolutely all correct approved
2: absolutely correct and uh, you know we we had been apart for several years because I was living in Washington State and then recently moved to Washington D C Jamie lives in Southern California and so when we got together in Hawaii of course we were wearing our mask and socially distance. Uh, but mm-hmm. we were talking well, about how-
1: while well drinking Hawaiian drinks.
2: <laughs> right, of course. Uh, we were talking about how and why we made the jump and what we learned and sort of reminiscing on our time in higher education and then what it's like to be outside of higher education and and the differences, both good and bad, uh, that we've experienced. Uh, but what we thought is that we might have something to give back and and something to offer to others in a similar situation. And honestly, one of us said to the other, quote-unquote, we should do a podcast, and it <laughs> truly was a joke, and then here we are today filming our very first episode for the Pivoting Out of EDU podcast.
1: That's that's right, and so I, I'm excited to work on this with you. It's funny, I mean, we've never specifically worked with each other in higher ed as far as in a an like, um, official capacity, and this has so far been a really cool way to do it. I think this is a really critical time to kind of illuminate some opportunities for campus based professionals. That this may be the time that either they're, they're not in a position because they have been laid off or furloughed, or they're just reaching a point where it's becoming clear that this isn't a fit for them. So, you know, just to summarize, the, the real purpose of this podcast is to fill a gap that we see that there's not a lot out there really helping folks in campus-based positions think about what other opportunities are there. How can they leverage their skills and experiences and education in other contexts? And we are excited to feature folks that are from a through K-12 background as well as higher ed, although in season one we're focusing more on higher ed. But we acknowledge that K through 12 is definitely being pushed this, uh, this year to start to start thinking about uh, what might be what else might be out there for them. So we will be showcasing the experience of, of folks who have made the pivot. Many of them are fairly deep into their careers outside of education, um, but like Tom and I spent a fair amount of time in campus-based positions. We'll certainly share our own experiences. We want the podcast to feel conversational and you'll hear Tom and I bantering back and forth. And for the first season, we know a lot of the guests. So we're excited to just get to, to chat with folks and hope you find it to, to feel entertaining as well. And I'm, I'm excited for us to continue learning from each other and our guests and all the while really hoping to support people that might just be looking for something different. So that is the purpose of the podcast.
2: I think you said it perfectly. And one of the things that no matter where we go in our careers, if we've worked in higher ed and particularly if we've worked in the student services, student affairs or student development type roles, there is this element of wanting to give back and wanting to mentor and wanting to provide advice. And I think that that's uh, at the core of who I continue to be, even in a corporate role. And Jamie, I imagine it's the same for you. And so for me, this is really an opportunity to hopefully help others, but by no means are Jamie and I the experts. Uh, We've both pivoted out of campus-based roles, but we know that there are other folks out there that have done the same and their stories are just as important to hear as ours are. And we hope that the diversity of people that we're bringing on to the podcast during season one will really, as Jamie said, illuminate the reasons for moving, but also the opportunity to ask yourself that question of, is this the right choice for me? Is this the right time for me to do that? So the, the first season of the Pivoting Out of EDU podcast is going to have two show types, really. Uh, the first show type is, is going to be that series of interviews. We've lined up a good list of folks that we think have successfully made that jump. So we're gonna have an opportunity to hear their stories, their advice, and their tips and tricks for best ways to really think about how to go from being in a campus-based position to um, whether it's corporate or education adjacent. Um, there's a, a good a good list of folks that we think can provide that that great advice to each and every one of you.
1: Agreed, and and not to steal the thunder of what I know you're gonna mention at some point too, but I know that when I was thinking about leaving student affairs, one of the biggest fears I had was not being able to come back if I wanted to. And I mean, I'm technically still in student affairs, but I mean, campus-based. And so I, th- I think it's gonna be really great that we'll be able to share with you perspectives of uh, at least one campus leader on um, um, how would you perceive a candidate that has left campus-based positions and coming back? But the other type of of episodes that we'll be sharing with you are because because we love cute wording. Um, they're called "Getting Practical with Pivots," and these are really practice-based episodes that will give you strategies for your pivot. So we'll be looking at things like interviewing. We'll be looking at things like social media and even thinking about what are some ways that you should be prepared for. Think about the cultural differences between higher education and corporate or higher ed adjacent and, um, and corporate Um, And a sneak peek to that, this is a great point that Tom made, is one of the cultural differences, or two of them actually, is that we definitely move faster when we're not in corporate or in campus-based positions, and we left the world of committees that are about committees uh, when we moved off of campus-based positions, which is true. I I do have meetings about meetings, but it's not quite the same as committees about committees. So last, we're going to make sure and end every season with answering any questions that you might have as you listen to our episodes throughout the season. So please do make sure and message us at uh, any of our social media channels or our email, and we will make sure to kind of aggregate those questions and answer them at the end of the season.
2: So next week, we will start up with Jamie's pivot, and you'll have an opportunity to hear her story and how she made the transition from a campus-based position to uh, education adjacent. And then in week two, you'll get to hear my story. And I moved from a campus-based position to a corporate education role. And so while I still have some of the tenets of education in what I do, I'm definitely not in either higher education or higher education adjacent. And you'll hear some similar stories, but also some unique lessons that we both learned uh, as we made that pivot. And then as we get to week three, we begin our series of stories of successful individuals who have pivoted. And so you're going to hear from individuals in corporate learning and development. I know that's a huge area for folks to think about as they make that transition from higher ed, particularly student affairs. There's a lot of equivalency there and a lot of our skills transfer over, particularly in corporate L&D. We're going to hear from folks in corporate consulting, folks in nonprofit leadership, folks in customer success and a few others sprinkled in and make sure you stay tuned through the whole series. As Jamie mentioned, we are going to have an opportunity to hear from a current vice chancellor for student affairs at the end of season one, who's going to talk about what to do if you pivot out and then you want to come back in. And we recognize that a lot of the folks who might be listening to this podcast might be in student affairs or in higher education and maybe their first or their second role and they're thinking, hmm, maybe I want to try something different. And we want to make sure that if we make that jump, that we have an opportunity to come back. And so the guest at the end of the season will talk through what to think about in terms of experiences and in terms of even things like uh, how to portray what you've done outside of higher education on your resume if you choose to come back to higher education. So with that, please tell your friends, tell your colleagues. We're excited to bring these stories alive to the world. We think that there's a opportunity for us to really think differently about this and not really feel guilty about wanting to think about moving outside of student affairs or higher education. I think in many instances when we start in this field, we feel like we owe the university or we owe the college or we owe our students a little bit of who we are because that's what makes us really good professionals in the world of higher education. But at the end of the day, we also have to look out for ourselves. And if you're interested in making this pivot, if you're even thinking about it, this
0: podcast is definitely for you. As always, thank you to our guests for joining us. Additionally, special thanks to our sound editor, John Alexander. We spend one third of our life at work. It should be something we believe in and have a passion for. It's okay if that passion changes. If you are thinking about pivoting out of education or know someone who is, visit our website, at pivotingoutofedu.com for advice, testimonials, and blog articles. Have advice to share or would like a private consultation? Contact Jamie or Tom via the website or at pivotingoutofedu at gmail.com.